Well, happy Thanksgiving. I know, I know. It's not Thanksgiving yet, but if the neighbor down the street can already put up Christmas lights and turn them on, and my daughter's already playing Christmas music, then I can talk about Thanksgiving a week and a half early. And Veterans Day weekend's a good time to be thankful. I've had Thanksgiving on my brain for several weeks now. At the end of October, before Halloween, I had to submit an article for Norwalk Living Magazine, and I decided that since it would come out in November, a few weeks before Thanksgiving, that the subject should be gratitude. And then a few days after writing that article about being thankful, it was beggar's night in Norwalk. It was my job because it was really, really cold out, and I had that Superman suit, which was pretty hot. (laughs) But it was my job to take the kids trick-or-treating in that cold wind that blew my cape just beautifully. And I made sure that their jokes were ready. Oliver had his down pretty well. Maybe he remembers it. You can ask him. And when he tells you, just remember, he was dressed like Tigger. But the one thing that Oliver didn't quite get is that, well, you're only allowed one piece of candy. I keep reminding him as he continued to take more. And every time, after every kid got a piece of candy, I told him over and over and over again, say thank you. Say thank you. I was getting a little tired of hearing it myself. Their loot that night was abundant. Candy galore on the way home. Oliver said, I love trick-or-treating, which is shorthand for I love getting lots of free candy. But here's what we didn't do. Though we were very happy with the loot, when we got home, we didn't hold up the bag of candy in communion table style and bless it. We didn't say, thank you, Lord, for this bounty of candy, which we are about to receive, given freely to us by, our, by the generosity of our good neighbors. When we got home, the kids just ate the candy. Before we got home, they ate the candy. And when they went to bed, mom and dad ate the candy. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. There are kids in the room. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. That never happens. <laughs> And it makes sense, though, in a few weeks, in a week and a half, rather, when you sit at your Thanksgiving table with bowls overflowing of mashed potatoes, gravy spilling out onto the the table, a ginormous bird sitting center stage, cranberry sauce, green bean casserole. There must be green bean casserole just the way the pilgrims had it. And pies and pies and never-ending pies. It makes sense that in the presence of such abundance and in preemptive penance for the overeating you are about to receive, it makes sense to give thanks. But what about for the little things? A piece of candy, a friendship, another morning. What about these things? Should we not lift them up, break them and bless them? Thanksgiving, the Hebrew word for it is barakah. The Greek word is Eucharist. It's the word the early Christians gave to communion, the Eucharist, the Thanksgiving. That's what they called it. Barakah, Eucharist, Thanksgiving. For bread, for wine, for an abundant meal, for health and wealth. Barakah for candy. Eucharist for friends. Thanksgiving for giving us this day. Now the text that that Doug read for us this morning is all about gratitude, though that word gratitude or even thanksgiving never shows up in the words. Now I should mention before uh, we go any further that we have traveled back in time from where we were last week. Last week we stood at the Jordan River with Joshua and the 12 elders as they were about to take the people of Israel into the promised land. 
But this week, we're, we're back a few weeks, months, maybe years, back to just before Moses died as he offered the book of Deuteronomy, which was his final sermon, a final benediction before dying and leaving the people in the hands of Joshua's leadership. Moses is preparing them to be landowners for having gardens and vineyards and flocks and herds, not tents and manna and quail from heaven as they've had since leaving Egypt over 40 years ago. These people had never really had their own things. They've never settled down. They were slaves and then they were vagabonds in the wilderness. But now they're becoming a nation. And the promise of bounty that awaits them in this promised land is great. There will be streams and springs just bubbling up from the ground. Wheat and barley, vines and figs, pomegranates, olive trees, yuck, copper and iron in the hills. Bread without scarcity. In short, abundance. But, but Moses tells them, but take care. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God. Take care that you do not forget the Lord's commandments. Commandments about caring for one another. About welcoming the foreigner, the immigrant, and the stranger among you. Commandments about making sure that those who do not not have enough will always have enough because of your generosity. Commandments about tithing, of giving back to God, of always making sure that the community is cared for. In the midst of this abundance, Moses says, take care that you do not forget the Lord's commandments and that you never forget all that God has done for you. It's tempting, though, to forget, isn't it? It's actually easy to give thanks when we don't have enough, when we have to work hard to get what we need, when the gift shows up unannounced, surprisingly and undeserved Thanksgiving bubbles from our lips. When we expect it, when we feel like we've earned it, when the paycheck arrives on time and the pantry overflows, abundance is all around. It's tempting to forget to say thank you. Or worse, we begin to take credit. Look what I did. I earned it. The wealth that I have, I achieved by my power and might of my own hand have got, let me say that again. My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. Sometimes the temptation we fall into the most is to ignore the abundance altogether, to see only what we still need or want, to be overcome by the real, very real troubles in our lives and in this world, to be so down by the suffering from church shootings to political discord, cancer, broken relationships, suffering, grief, And lost, we could keep going because there is so much wrong with our world. Barakah in the face of suffering? Eucharist in the midst of grief? Thanksgiving caught up in a 24-hour, never-ending bad news cycle? Say what? Say thank you? No thanks. Life is hard. And then you die. That's what the bumper sticker says. And from a certain point of view, it's true. Life is filled with hardship, but in spite of the hardship, life is full. Gratitude is this never-ending resource, like a spring bubbling up from the ground, always available in the midst of scarcity, abundance. In pain and joy, gratitude is abundant. Take care that you do not miss the abundance of good 
that you do not, in the midst of, a, of the abundance of good and bad things, miss gratitude. Take care that when you work hard and are rewarded, that you do not forget gratitude. Take care that you do not forget the Lord, the source of it all. Take care that you do not forget Barakah, Eucharist, Thanksgiving. Now, in a moment after we share in the Eucharist together, we will move into our annual congregational meeting. It sounds fun, doesn't it? We started calling it last year our congregational celebration. Maybe that made it a little more fun. At this meeting, we elect our new board members. We approve our 2018 budget. You, the church, approve your life together and how you will do business together. We will discuss this year and vote on a proposal for our, that our building planning team has for us concerning renovation to this church facility. Now, I've been in bad news church meetings before. Perhaps you have with financial reports and bad financial reports and hard decisions. Well, today we're having a good news meeting because there's nothing but good news around here. We're growing. Giving has been encouraging this year. We have exciting plans for our facilities and our future that we believe will enhance, improve, and even expand the ministry that God has given us. But take care. Take care that we do not forget to put gratitude on the agenda. Gratitude for this church. Gratitude for our leaders who step up and work hard for this church. Gratitude for your commitment to this church and all the many ways that you give to God in your life together. Gratitude for the shoulders on which we stand, those who gave so much for this church to even be here. 148 years and counting. May our gratitude be abundant for God's blessings are all around. Next Sunday, we're having what we call commitment Sunday, our chance to prayerfully as a church consider the ways we will show gratitude in 2018. Your commitment of gratitude may be financial. It may be a commitment of doing something new in the life of the church, maybe going to Sunday school for the first time or joining a ministry or dreaming up your own ministry. You're the church. You're empowered to be the hands and feet of God. You need no permission to do so. Your commitment of gratitude may be to use your talents in service in some new way in this community to bring the light of Christ. Whatever your commitment may be, it is your way of showing the abundance of gratitude in your life. Now, my Paul, as I called him, when we would sit at a meal, he would always ask, who wants to turn things? It's a weird southern phrase, turn things. And what he meant was, return things. God has given to us. And in return, we say thank you. Not because we have to, but because the gratitude begins to bubble out. We turn thanks. Don't forget. Take care that you never forget to turn Barakah, Eucharist, Thanksgiving. Barakah for this church. Eucharist for our country, for our veterans, for so many brave women and men who lead, who stand in the face of injustice, lights for peace, thanksgiving for all that God has done for us and will do through us in 2018. If you are truly thankful, church, I ask you to turn your thanks to God this morning and say amen. Amen. Let us come now with thanksgiving the table of Christ. As we sing number 422, 
let us talents and tongues employ first and second verses. Thank you.